choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Yo, 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 what up everybody, this is Kells, um, at KMGZ on Twitter, this is Thanks for Asking, episode 211, I'm back, so, so listen guys, um, it's kinda hot and humid, well, it's not so much hot, but it's humid today, so I have the window open, and I have the fan on, cause it's not quite air-conditioned weather, so, um, I'll try to edit out as much background noise as I can, but please bear with me. I'm never complaining about the weather. It's been unseasonably cool, so today is just fine with me. Alright, so let's get started. And again, I don't know how long this episode is going to be, but y'all know your girl, she always makes it up to you, so just relax. Alright, so, yours in negritude is going out to Robin Rihanna Fenty. If you haven't heard, she is the richest female musician in the music industry, now listen, (laughs) I've been a fucking stan for Rihanna since I told y'all, since rated, actually it was before, well I guess it's like the rated, let's call it the rated R cycle, she was fresh off the Chris Brown incident, she did the interview with um, Diane Sawyer I believe, and that's when I was like oh wait a minute, this girl is smart, this girl has a head on her shoulders this girl is not, does not let people, uh, you know steer her into bullshit, and she's very smart, and I've been a stand since then, okay um, you know, she, she takes herself seriously, she takes her art seriously when she came out, she wasn't the best vocalist, but you, you can tell that she has worked on that, her voice is very rich, you know, people, you know, Beehive, they love to make fun of Rihanna and say she can't sing, listen, is Rihanna Rihanna a great vocalist? No, but her voice is very rich, and it's very unique, and it is a signature sound, and you know it as soon as you hear it, as soon as Rihanna touches a track, you know that it's Rihanna, she doesn't sound like anybody else, um, and she has taken Fenty Beauty, Savage Fenty, uh, Fenty, and now, is it House of Fenty or Fenty, or is it just Fenty, I'm not really sure what her, I think it's Fenty, I think it's just Fenty, um, Fashion House, and, uh, she owns her Masters, and, um, Sis is just, just turned 30, and is the richest woman in music, she, she beat Madonna by 100 million, she's at 600 million, Madonna's at four. 57, I think, Celine Dion is below Madonna, and, um, Beyonce is below Celine, I think that's the correct word, I just know, I know that, I know that right below Rihanna is Madonna, and, um, you know, that's still pretty impressive for Madonna, because that's mainly, like, Madonna doesn't have a fashion house, Madonna doesn't have, that's mainly music, that's mainly catalog, and I'm sure she has, like, you know, ventures, I know she has Maverick management and all of that, but I mean, she doesn't have the extra stuff that Rihanna does, so anyway, this is why I stand, Sis is beautiful, Sis is smart, she's supposedly rented out an island now to finish R9, thank God, um, she's still the artist that everybody's chasing, that pushes the boundaries, the reason, you know why music been trash since Anti came out? Because 
Rihanna hasn't put anything out because Rihanna sets the bar. So Rihanna puts something out and everybody chases that. So everybody been trying to get that anti, and that's why you're getting the same sound whenever she comes out with this reggae album. Watch, especially the white artists. They these little white pop artists, you know, they all gonna be trying to chase that sound. Um, yours in Ecker too, Robin Rihanna Fenty. I love you. Um, I, I I know you got this new boyfriend. Y'all seem kind of serious. Look, you know, I get it. He's a billionaire. I'm broke, but you know the global warming has come to kill us all, the world might, you know, end, so, you know, if you could just make your way to me, I promise I will keep you safe, I will keep you alive, I'm a Marine, I know how to kill, I know how to fight, I know how to steal, I still, you know, I will survive, so, you know, yeah, that's it, alright, huh. so, oh, let's discuss these light things first, actually, all of these things are light, I don't really know how long this episode is gonna be at all, um okay, let's start with this, so last week I told y'all about the good shows to watch on HBO, one of them was Chernobyl um, if you started, it's only four episodes so it's a very mini-series, um I watched the last episode I think it was Monday, episode four um, listen if, if you haven't seen it yet it is excellent they, so, I told y'all, I mean you could google it, everybody to find out what happens with Chernobyl Chernobyl, but this last episode was the episode where, so they had a, um, an inquest I guess what you call it over there, where they would, you know okay, so the first episode of Chernobyl, the first episode that starts where you see this guy, he's sitting in his drab, you know, Soviet apartment and he hangs himself, right? And so you're like, alright, what's this about? And then it goes back and tells your story of Chernobyl. It turns out the guy who hung himself was like the scientist who um, was he not he wasn't charged to investigate. He was like I don't I don't really know how to explain his position, but he was like he wasn't at Chernobyl, but he was like I guess the sci- one of the engineers, one of the scientists who like build power plants and and all of that, right? So he knew everything about it. And so at the conquest, he's inquest. He's basically telling them what happened. He's explaining why the reactor blew up because like I, t- I was telling y'all last week. um, according to, like, everything they knew and all the notes and all the, everything that they knew, like, science-wise, it shouldn't, it was not possible, like, it should not have blown up, they had all these fail-safes, and and just the way the science worked, it shouldn't have blown up, so they had to figure out what happened, and basically what he, he explained it, and basically what happened was, so, ten years prior, and this is, again, this is the Soviet Union, um, ten years prior, they had an incident at another power plant, and you know, I, I'm not gonna go into all the science, I, I understand, like, the basic science of nuclear power plants, they're not, you know, they're simple, there's, like, the science that goes into them is complicated, but the basic, what it is, is simple, so, um, ten years prior, they had an incident where, so basically what it is, you have a nuclear power plant, you have uranium, and it gives off energy, which produce, I mean, sorry, it gives off, like, radiation, and, you know, which gives off heat, and you turn this, you add water, and it creates steam and power, like, that's, that's how you get the power, right, I'm making it real simple, ten years prior, they had an incident where, so, what, ha- what can occur, though, is, like, you can get too hot, or, basically, nuclear power is basically, you have this, like, atomic bomb, sort of, bomb, but you stabilize it, right, so you stabilize it by keeping it cool with different chemicals and different processes to keep it cool, otherwise it overheats and it blows up, because it's a nuclear bomb, right, 
That's basically what a nuclear power plant is. How you get the energy, you take the you take the radiation and uranium and all of that. You add water, you add these different things, and it's all this different science. But that's what drives the power, okay? But if anything of that balance gets thrown off, then you got problems, right? If you don't have if you don't cool it enough, if you, if it gets overheated, and basically that's what happened at Chernobyl. It got overheated, and the reason why is because. Soviet Union, this is what the guy said when he was testifying he was like, Soviet Union, the Soviet Union we do everything cheap, we do everything the wrong way we do everything to save money, and so what happens was they have like this fail safe plan that like no matter what happens whatever happens, you're supposed to be able to push this button and shut stuff down, right? Well, what happened at Chernobyl was they had a fatal flaw because the the rods, the cooling rods that you you shoot, that you um, push in to cool the reactor that's overheating it was it, it had graphite tips because that's cheap, right? State of the art, you wouldn't have graphite chips. You'd have a, whatever regular inert metal, right? But these graphite chips weren't inert. Tips weren't inert, and when you push them in, they actually instead of neutralizing like it was supposed to, because they're metal and they're graphite. And they, when they hit that uranium, it actually accelerates the heat and it just made it blow up. So that's what happened. And apparently, it had happened at a plant ten years earlier. But, you know, it's the Soviet Union, it's propaganda, we're in the race with the United States, we don't make any mistakes, we're perfect, the Soviet Union is perfect, and so, they, they ripped the, they ripped the, that incident out of, like, the manual, and didn't tell anybody, so nobody knew that, that had occurred, so they're at Chernobyl now, and the shit is all going wrong, blah blah blah, the dude that's in charge, he don't, he's letting shit go wrong, cause he feels like, alright, we always have the fail-safe button, so no matter what, we could push that button, and it'll stop, but what happened at Chernobyl is when you push that button, it didn't stop, because the rod, that, that button was supposed to send the rods in, which was supposed to cool everything down, and stop the, the, the overheat, but because it had the graphite tips, and it caused it to react, when he pushed that button, he actually is caused it to explode, but they didn't know this because the report from 10 years earlier, because of the propaganda and the government machine and all of that, they took it out, so they had no idea so basically, you know every it's kind of like Titanic, everything that dude knew was working against him, I mean he was he was like reckless as fuck but the point is that they didn't know that that would occur so dude just basically told him, he was like, this is what happened this is why it happened, because we're cheap as fuck, because we're Soviet Union, because we're a fucking joke, because we tell all these lies, and, and our shit is fucking held together with fucking scotch tape and bubble gum, and we acting like we the greatest thing ever, because we're trying to compete with the United States, but our shit is trash, right, basically, which, you know, put him on the bad side of the party or whatever, so, you know, he got all his fucking letters snatched off his chest and all of that, but he ain't care, because he was there, he was exposed to the radiation, so he was like, I'm dead man anyway, like, everybody that was there, the day it blew up, basically within the vicinity or anywhere, like, around it was dead, so, um so that's the guy that we saw hanging himself because, I mean, he was basically like, well I'm dead anyway, and like, you know, he just kept, try- he, the whole time he was trying to, like, he was telling the truth he wasn't holding the party line because, you know, the party line was like, oh, we would never know this, and this had never happened, and he was like yes it did, it happened ten years ago, and y'all took it out so anyway, um watch the last episode, because he explains if you don't know how nuclear power works, and you know how a nuclear power nuclear power plant works, and what a meltdown is, and what an explosion is, watch it because he breaks it down perfectly, uh, exactly what happened, and it was just like a mic drop, like, they couldn't say anything at all, and he was just like yeah, this guy was reckless that guy was doing his job, because that guy was reckless, and he didn't have a choice, he had to do what he was gonna say, he had said, or he was never gonna work again, like, it was just, you have, you, it was just great, 
and um, it was just a great series, it was fascinating, so it's Chernobyl on HBO, so it's not, it's four episodes, and they did a, um, you know, like the synopsis at the end, so um, you see what happened to everybody, um, they use some real footage, it's really, um, it's, it's, it's excellent, so Chernobyl on HBO was great. Um, Trump went over the pond to see the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II is not having this motherfucker, she told them they could not stay at Buckingham Palace because it was being renovated, they said Buckingham Palace got something like 5,011 rooms, <laughs> and there's no way that they are all being renovated, but the Queen was like, it's above me, it's above me, it's above me, I can't, it's, we're being renovated, yes, the entire palace, listen, Queen Elizabeth ain't want that tacky, them tacky people staying in her castle, and she ain't want them pissing on her mattresses, okay, and I don't blame her, she, she be giving Trump and Melania the, the cold motherfucking shoulder, okay, and I don't blame her, um, ugh, I know she probably like, ugh. I mean, you know, the Brits, the Brits royal family, they look at us Americans like, we the fucking tacky hillbilly cousins anyway, from, from the door, and then these extra fucking terrible motherfuckers come in, I know she probably like, ugh, ugh, do I have to let them in, oh my god, you know what I mean, like, so I know, she ain't letting them motherfuckers stay at her house, she was like, it's above me, Red Roof Inn is right next door, <laughs> I just think it's funny, uh, Queen Elizabeth is the longest reigning monarch, she, uh, has been, um, what she, she, she wasn't the monarch during World War Two, but she's survived, she was alive in World War Two. in other words, she's, she's, you know, the greatest generation, like, she was in Britain, when Britain was basically devastated by, I don't know if y'all know, here in America, World War II didn't really reach our shores, but Britain was devastated by the Blitz, Germany bombed them to shit, and she was there, and survived that, and has been the longest reigning monarch, and has been the queen since, um, I think the, right after the war, I believe, if not at the tail end of the war, I know, I know it's been a while, so she, you know, she, she ain't got time for these fucking raggedy ass people, um, and if you don't know where that's above me clip comes from, if you're on Twitter, you would know. Apparently, I don't even know where it was, I think Texas, they said? Um, you know, some Caucasians had some, uh, reservations at a hotel, I think it was the Best Western, I'm not really sure, and we only know because we saw this clip on the internet that the guy posted, but I don't know, there was some kind of, I don't know, some kind of altercation prior to them arriving, and they called, the guy was, you know, the manager was, or the clerk or whatever, was a black guy, and apparently on the phone, they was calling him a black-ass nigger and everything, and so when they arrived to the hotel, he kindly uh, let them know that they would not be checking into the hotel that day, um, they feigned ignorance, why, we don't know, he was like, well, you called me a black-ass nigger on the phone, and so we're not gonna be able to accommodate you today, and then, you know, being the white woman that she was, she immediately started crying, because, you know, that's what they do, and, you know, then her, I don't know, somebody else comes in, apparently had a deaf in the family, need to stay in the hotel, he was like, I totally understand that, but however, it is above me. So, his son was letting him know, that he was. he said, the best western is next door, he, I mean, the fucking Red Roof fan is next door, they was not staying at his hotel, if you have not seen the Google it, it's great, it's above me, I'm, I'm definitely stealing and using that, um, so, the other thing that occurred was, uh, was it over the weekend, or maybe last week, or earlier this week, I think I saw, no, it was probably last week, because I think I saw, oh, excuse me, sorry, I think I saw the clip over the weekend, um, so Kamala Harris, who I think is going to be the Democratic presidential nominee, who I think is going to, if, if she is a Democratic presidential nominee, is going to beat Donald Trump, um, 
uh, was at some event, some kind of super liberal, I don't know what event in California, and some fucking dude bro in a top knot, vegan fucking animal activist asshole, runs up on the stage and snatches the mic out of her hand. Now, first of all, this was a summit for, like, pay disparity, and a white guy in a man bun walking across the stage of, of three colored woman, women at an event that is to discuss, um, you know, gender, the gender pay disparity and to grab the mic to say that his point was more important. It's so apropos of our country at this time, just so you know. Anyway, that's not what I came to say. What I came to say is if you've seen the clip, which almost everybody has by now, the dude was able to walk right up on Kamala Harris and snatch her microphone and it was several 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 seconds I want to say a good maybe 30 to 45 seconds before anybody of any type of security position stepped on that stage and got that dude out and actually what I found out later is it was actually longer than that because the dude in the blue jacket was not security he was actually somebody who was a fan of Kamala Harris and just got up there like, yo, what the fuck, and got dude out the way, and the other dude that came, the white dude, was actually her husband, so, no security got that dude off the stage, um, I don't know what's going on, I don't know, you know, I, I, I have, I have a suspicion that, you know, Kamala is trying to not be so, uh, she's trying to be approachable, and trying to be open, and, you know, Kamala Harris is a U.S. Senator for the great state of California, the most popular state in the country, they only have two senators, she is the junior, uh, what's her face, Dianne Feinstein, Steen, whatever, is the other, is the the elder, and she on her last leg, one foot in the grave, so we don't know how long that's gonna last, um, of, of, of California, okay, and so, to not have Secret Service, or, um, actually, Secret Service doesn't guard, um, congressmen, it's the Capitol, uh, it's the U.S., it's not the Capitol Police, but it's the U.S. Capitol, they have their own version of Secret Service, that's not Secret Service, I used to know the name of them, but I can't recall right now, but they have their own version, um, so, my point is, like, listen, Kamala, I know you want to be of the people and all of that, but I, I this is the second time, it's the first time you're in an airport and some random, one of them fucking white girls ran up on you with her bullshit, like listen, they getting too close to you they too comfortable rolling up, stop using the security venue, use your security, have your capital uh, your senatorial, whatever the fuck secret service version is start putting these niggas on their face so they stop rolling up on you like that, you are a United States senator, that could have been that could have gone way left he walked right up on her like straight to her, and the moderator in the middle was like the only, it was a lady in pink in the middle, and she fucking moved dude out the box like she was a goddamn offensive lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles, but still, it, she, he, it was too easy, he walked way up, right up on her, right up on her, and took the microphone out of her hand, that could have been horrible, and I don't know what kind of security is in that place, and, and, but whatever it is, you need to have your security there, these people need to stop, um, hold on, sorry, you need to, you know, whatever it is you're trying to do, be other people, you need to stop that shit, let that shit have been Joe Biden, I guarantee you that motherfucker would have been tossed off the balcony, like, tighten up your security, um, it just is what it is, you and not, you, 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 
you're a presidential candidate and you're a United States senator, okay, period, regardless of everything else, you're a United States senator and nobody should ever be able to walk up on you like that, that was ridiculous, and then it took way too long for anybody to clear him off the stage, anybody at all, and for a while, it was just the two women, it was you, it was two, it was the woman moderator, moderator it was another lady, and it was Kamala Harris, and for a minute, the only person that was dealing with that dude was the was the moderator in pink, I know her name, she's on MSNBC every week, but I just can't recall it right now, but she was the only one dealing with that dude, um, yeah, I, I didn't like it, I didn't like it, that's the second time, get it together, so, this brings me to, and sorry, y'all, I've had a rough day, listen, I don't usually do this, but like, I need a, I need a new job, anybody got anything that is of, if y'all been uh, listening to this for a while, y'all know what I'm trying to do, let me know, because I, this place, this is a, this job got me ready to just quit without not having nothing lined up, like, I'll just go do freelance attempt to whenever, like, that's how I feel about this, anyway, um, so, <laughs> if y'all was on Twitter yesterday, I missed the original tweet, I did a backtrack, and I figured out Ava DuVernay, somebody called her an auntie, and she got offended, the auntie wars broke out on Twitter yesterday, the auntie, I didn't know, is a controversial term, but you, auntie gets, I'll still fuck your man's Twitter and a tizzy, you call certain women of a certain age and aesthetic an auntie, and they lose their minds and I don't understand it because you know it's like they, they associate auntie with like an older, unattractive woman, and I really don't, like when I say auntie and I think when most people say auntie, we just, we're talking about somebody who is like, it's, an, it's a term of endearment, like they're not, they're, usually when I say it, it's somebody that's um, single, and doesn't, you know, of a certain age, like 30 or over, doesn't have children, and just is living life, and having fun, and fly, that's an auntie, like, you know, yeah, auntie, you know, it's, it's, that, it's that one aunt, auntie, that everybody likes, they come at Christmas, or maybe they don't, they send gifts, they always on the cruise, they ain't got a husband, they ain't got a, a kids, they having fun, that's what auntie is, I mean, yeah, it can be used to describe like an older lady, but not really, like, I don't feel like that's how auntie, I don't feel like auntie is a pejorative, when it is a pejorative, you know because it's said in a certain context and with a certain meaning, like, like, like for instance you in a club, you know, it's a bunch of, you know, young girls in the club and you might have this older lady doing the most and, and trying to, you know, trying to just be extra, you be like looking like somebody auntie, now in that, in that case yeah, it's a pejorative, because basically what you're trying to say is, oh, old, old bitch, you're doing too much, why are you in the club, we 18, we 19, we 20, why you are super pressed, you're 45 fucking years old, I'm 20, you're not gonna be able to compete with me, period, like, you know what I mean, like, that's, that's, but most times, I don't think it's meant negatively, and, but, somebody said on Twitter, and I think it's really true, I think people who take offense to that are really telling on themselves, because they really associate it with, like, a certain, I think people who take that personally have things like, am I too old, am I out of shape, can I compete, because those always, because, because, the first response is always, I still fuck your man, I still take your man, and it's like, sis, sis, first of all, niggas fuck anybody, so that ain't, like, it, it that really ain't going over like you think it is, um, and, you know, you're still an auntie, like, you can say what the fuck you want, you still, you know, you're an auntie, like, accept it, and then, you know, they have a certain, like, Oprah, Oprah's an auntie, is anybody calling Oprah old maid? No, but she's an auntie, she has a certain, she dresses a certain way, she carries it, she's an older lady, rich as fuck, 
unencumbered, dope as shit, she got stepmen, but they ain't married, you know what I'm saying, he just follows her, her around and does whatever, like, that's an auntie, auntie is, is, is not a pejorative, I don't know where y'all get that from, so, you know, auntie wars broke out yesterday, and people was arguing back and forth, how it's, you know, it's a pejorative, and it's not, and I'm just like, it's not that serious, I'm an auntie, I, I, I call myself stanti, stud auntie, but like, dude, once you pass a certain age, you just, you not, what are you, you're not a young buck anymore, and you're not old as fuck, I mean, there's no other term for it, you know, like, I don't take offense, because I still look good, and, you know, I make the joke, I make the joke, and I still fuck your bitch, because that's the, that's the fucking refrain they always say, but it's actually true, like, I don't, I mean, I don't like auntie, because, not that I don't like it, but I just, you know, I, you don't see me throwing a, a hissy fit, I mean, it's very, it's, it's feminine identified, and it's very straight, I guess, identifies is why I'm just like, and eh, whatever, but I mean, if you call me an auntie, I'm not going, oh, bitch, I take it, I fuck your girl, like, calm down, sis, calm down, like, it's really not that serious, nobody's insulting you, you seem like you a little uncomfortable, a little insecure, a little don't really know, you know, what you, where you should be at, and you reacting, like, it's really not that serious, um, you know, they was like, well, when dudes call you an auntie, that mean, I, I don't even know if that's true, cause I know a lot of 20, 30 something year old dudes that's fucking older women, and they probably call them auntie, it's kinda like, you know, like a tongue in cheek, like auntie, you know what I'm saying, but, I don't, shit, John and Daenerys, that was his auntie, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't take it, I thought y'all was doing the most with it, but it was hilarious, because every single time it comes up, like clockwork, you can all, the auntie, quote, fit, listen, this is what I'll say, getting offended by somebody calling you auntie is very auntie, okay, <laughs> because auntie Twitter, whenever this topic comes up, like clockwork, it be the same ones, with the same look, with the same aesthetic, and Ava DuVernay, listen, I love you to death, but you are auntie as fuck, the way you dress, with your dress, your auntie, like, I don't, what, no, I don't know, what else would you be, like, (laughs) please, let me know, um, but, that shit was funny, they was going all day, back and forth, back and forth, like, y'all acting like, that's not a pejorative, I was like, no, we're not really acting, like, you know what I mean, anybody, Whitney Houston is, anybody over 30, that's not, with, that doesn't have children, I feel like that's the, um, because otherwise you say aunt, like, oh, that's my aunt, or, you know, that's, you don't, auntie, the T, that extra T is thrown on there to, to, uh, demonstrate uh, a, a certain freedom, I feel, right, a certain non-attachment, or non, like, tied down, I feel like that's what the T-I-E, and honestly, like, I've heard, I've heard people under 20 call auntie, too, I think it's a little odd, but, like, some people, like, if you 13, (laughs) nigga, you're fucking, (laughs) your fucking mother's sister is 25, I've heard them call auntie, because, you know, it's, it's, it's just a term to, describe somebody who is older than you, is how I look at it, not necessarily old, older than you, so if you 25, and, and somebody is 40, which is not old, you call them auntie, cause you're trying to say, okay, you older, but not old, you're just older, right, so, I, I don't know, I just thought it was funny, but I think it's funny, because you can, you can like clockwork, guess what the reaction is gonna be and who it's gonna be from, cause it's from the aunties the aunties get mad about, be, about being called auntie, but they react in the most auntie-ish way there is, which is like inception, auntie inception it's funny to me um, yeah okay, so 
Let's get to the last part that I really wanted to talk about. So, Ava DuVernay's, which is funny, that's why I took the auntie thing first. When They See Us dropped uh, last Friday. Now, if y'all saw me on Instagram, y'all know last Friday I went, I left work early because I was not feeling well, and I slept for like 20,000 hours, so I didn't watch it when it came out, and I think I watched it maybe on Saturday, right? Finally watched it. I remember, so When They See Us is about the Central Park Five jogger case. If you don't know about it now, what happened is in 1986 or 89, shit, let me check. I believe it was it was during the crime wave. Those of you of my age, we that survived Reaganomics in the crack era. We all know how bad that era was. Like I said last week, we're not really here for y'all talking about the crime bill because if you lived through that time, you know exactly why um, the crime bill was passed because it was so wild. Um, so the Central Park jogger case happened in. Uh, I believe, I want to say 1989, I feel like it was 1989, no, but yes, another summer, okay, yes, it was 1989, and, um, it was a very, I found out yesterday, I I didn't know at the time, because, listen, back then, crime was off the head, you had Marion Barry smoking crack, you had LA gang, the gangs out in LA was wild, it was just crime, 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 so I didn't, something, it was so, crime was so bad back then, that something like the Central Black, Central Park Jogger case was not, like, even the most, crazy case, like, you had Griselda Blanco was still down in Miami um, with the cocaine uh, cowboys, it was just everywhere was crazy, right, but the Central Park Jogger case in 1985, so what happened was, if you're not familiar, in that very very, very famous case, it was a white woman who went jogging in Central Park she was attacked, she was raped, she was left for dead, okay, um long story short uh, it was at the same time as was um, very common back in 1989, Central Park was very dangerous, I know Central Park now, it's beautiful, it's lovely going there with your park, back in 1989 it was very dangerous, people barely went in there during the daytime, let alone night, I cannot stress enough how dangerous jogging or walking or being in Central Park at night was in 1989, literally it was, I mean it's a huge park, it was just literally people got raped and murdered all the time, it was it was a common occurrence, it was very dangerous in 89, um, drug addicts and all that, nothing like it was now, um, and so they ended up, it was a bunch of boys, a whole, you know, in the park that night, doing what they call cold finger wilding, and basically, five of the boys happened to just get snatched up, and, and the police and the prosecutors basically just put the case on them, and at the time, I was the same age as those boys, in 1989, I would, I was, uh, uh, how old would I have been? I would have been 14 or 15 in 89, okay? 89 was, uh, my soft, was my probably sophomore, uh, uh, freshman, sophomore, not really sure what the date was, uh, year. So I was in high school. I was the exact same age as old boys. I remember this case like it was yesterday. So clear. Um, and the thing about it at the time, and it's so listen, if you didn't grow up at that time, you won't understand, we thought they were guilty, not because we trusted police, not any of that, because number one, they confessed, with their parents in the room, and it was something that occurred on the normal back then, on the normal back then, it was so common, like I said, those kind 
you get murdered in the park, you get raped in the park, packs of just kids, which it, crime was ridiculous, so it was not at all, people were like, well, yup, sounds about right, like, we were like, well, the, the coverage is really racist, they calling them animals and all of that, but nobody, you know, the, of course their parents and people was like, oh, they innocent, they innocent, but I mean, you know, that always happens when people do shit, but we were like, eh, they confessed, their parents was in the room when they confessed, if y'all didn't do it, why y'all let them sit there and confess, that was basically the thought, right, we all thought they did it, I thought they did it, they were my age, I was the age of those kids, I knew that kids wilded like that, I knew the kids just jumped people for no reason, I knew the kids were staring, pe- stealing people's, uh, sneaks, I knew the people were shooting people, all these rules and shit that, that are in place now, is cause of the shit back then people used to get jumped, people used to get robbed, people used to get murdered, you got robbed for your sneaks, you got robbed for your coat, you couldn't even, niggas got shot for starter jackets all of that shit happened, so it wasn't, I didn't think twice I was like, yeah, I knew kids that did that shit, you know what I'm saying, so I remember this case turns, and they always, always, always maintain they were innocent, but no, I, you know, I, I mean, I didn't believe them, thought they did it, and then, uh, I think it was like 2001, 2002, the guy who actually did it confessed, his DNA matched and everything, and then, so that's when they start bringing, and, and it, I didn't follow the case closely back then, I remember, th- it was two big cases that occurred around the same time back then that I remember vividly, that was one, and the other was the Tawana Brawley case, right, I followed the Tawana Brawley case more, because that was, again, the boys confessed, their parents were there, it really seemed like, nigga, y'all did it, like, why would you say you didn't do it, we didn't really get, at that time, nobody really looked at it like the evidence we didn't really get into the case, all we knew was oh, the woman got attacked kids attack people all the time, she, you know and they confess, boom, so once that came out, then they really started re going back, like, oh my god, these boys were actually innocent, and that's when they started looking at the evidence again, and that's when you realize, like, yo this shit, they really just railroaded these kids, like, none of the evidence mattered, the, the boys didn't even know each other, they was all in the park, but like, all at different times, they didn't all know each other, they basically bought the boys in, badgered them, didn't have the lawyers, didn't have their parents, for some of them, didn't have their parents present, so it turns out the videotape we saw when they all started confessing was like, hours later, so it just was a bunch of shenanigans, them boys was totally innocent, they spent their whole youth in jail for crime they did not commit, and this movie is about it, and it is excellent it is so excellent, the actors or performances are excellent and what really, really shook me, is I remember I mean, I remember watching those boys on the tape, cause I, again, I was the age of those boys, but I remember the one kid, they showed him over and over Corey Corey, so if you are familiar with the case, Corey was the kid on the tape with the, with the high top box fade, right, that, the kid and play fade, back then it was a kid and play, we called it, he had that fade, and I, I just remember he was the one that they used to say all the other kids did it, and they, and they used, they showed him, they showed that tape a lot on any kind of criminal justice show or whatever, when they talk about false confessions, they show his tape a lot, because it is like a, a textbook false confession, because you see, like if you watch it without any commentary, and like again with the media and everything, um, Donald Trump took out a full page ad, which which Ava put in there, talking about they need to be executed, and their animals and all of that, um, if you watch the tape, just unimpeded, it looks like he confessing, right, but as they break it down, and they show it to you, they show how they basically fed him the story, and you can see it, like, when he first starts talking, and this also happened, um, what was the other famous false confession case, where they were saying that, 
when they first started talking, I can't remember, there's another case, but the, but one of the main things that they, that they say you can notice in false confessions is when the, is when the person is, for, before they start breaking them down, before they've been in there for hours, when a person comes in and they're, they're telling you they don't know, they don't have answers, and the police starts feeding them a story, they start feeding them the story that they want them to tell little by little. And when you first notice Corey, he's saying, he's like, they're asking him about people, and he like, who? Like, I don't, I don't know that person. They're like, oh, you were in there with, with Yusef. And he's like, I, I don't even know Yusef. I went in there with so-and-so. And he's just co- completely confused, has no idea what they're talking about. And they show, you know, they slide a picture across to him of the jogger, and you can see him pick the picture up and look at it. And they ask him a question, and he'll say, uh, yeah, this was on, we went in this is at 59th Street, and the guy was like, the cop's like, not at 59th Street, it's 72nd Street, and he's like, oh, and then they'll show it a little bit further, and then by the time, like a couple hours later, he's saying it's at 72nd Street, in other words, you can see them feeding them him the story, you can see that he's just repeating, so then, like, there's another, there's another shot where they ask him, so what did you hit her with, and he's like, uh, my fist, and he's like, Corey, Tell us the truth. There's those, those damages that she suffered could not become from a, a fist, they had to come from a rock, and then they show it again, and a couple hours later, he's saying, oh, we hit her with a rock, where'd you hit her at, um, in her chest, so, the point of what I'm saying is, when you look at all five of those boys' stories you put them together, the stories make no sense, none of them cooperate any of the evidence, the evidence from the gate, that they show this, when, when, when Linda Fairstein, who was the, uh, DA who prosecuted this showed up the first thing she said at the crime scene was like oh look here's the drag marks here's the footprints you see where he dragged where he dragged her in one person from that it turned into these five boys who were in the park and they attacked it meanwhile the guy who really do it his name is Matthias Reyes you found out you find out later there was a string of rapes in New York City around that time that matched his, his that same rape perfectly but they were so focused on railroading those boys that they didn't even connect it up with him, and he raped and killed, like, another lady right after that, right? And the thing that made it so bad is, like, um, so when they showed it, they showed there was another DA that was, like, on, because, like, when you when cases come through the DA's office, you're, like, on a rotation, and it was going to go to this other lady, but this Fairstein lady, she wanted to take it. She's also the one that prosecuted um, the, the preppy rapist, um, Charles... Uh, I forgot his name, the guy that uh, strangled the girl in the park, I'm telling you, listen, the 80s was wild, okay, 80s and 90s, um, and they, and she took it, and they showed that, you know, even, even the, the, even the attorney who actually tried the case, they showed, was downing it, she was like, Linda, this evidence don't match up, the DNA doesn't match any of them, this don't make any sense, so soon as they had DNA, didn't match any of the boys, soon as, soon as the Matthias guy, uh, confessed, they, they tested DNA, matched him, so her and the DA to this day still, still insist that the boys are guilty, and this guy was the sixth, the sixth guy to rape them, he just got away, so these boys gonna sit in jail their whole life, and not tell on the sixth guy who actually did the rape, they just gonna sit in jail, whatever, shit is ridiculous, but, um, you know, they showed how she actually came up with the timeline, and so what happened basically was the other attorney doubted the case from the beginning, she was like, none of this makes sense, um, one of the kids, two of the kids telling they was at the park, they said the rape occurred down here at 59th Street, but it was actually up here at 110th, like, that's just the late, no, it was like in the 80s, the lady lived on the Upper East Side, and, um, so she is the one that actually, um, 
Robert Morgan Morgenthau, who's like the longtime um, ADA of New York, um, the guy confessed. The guy, the guy who did the rape was actually in jail with Corey. So the thing you learn when you watch this tape is that Corey was actually the oldest or old enough to be charged in his adult. So the other boy, because he was 16, the other boys are not, so they went to regular juvenile. Corey went to jail, jail. Okay, and, and episode four, that's all I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna give it away, but you gotta watch episode four. Um, I just, I, man, I wish, that, I wish all them brothers, man, all the, all the best for the rest of their lives, because that little money they gave them is not enough. Um, for what they went through, but the guy who actually did it was in jail with Corey, and just ended up confessing, cause, you know I don't know, I guess his conscience got the best of him, whatever, he ended up confessing but when they see us, but the other thing that I wanted to say about this is, you know I am so tired of, as I said last week with um, with uh oh, sorry, hold on a second um Lena Waithe and the performative wokeness. Ugh, all I saw since the movie came out, oh, I can't watch this. It's black trauma porn. But, but, but listen to me. It's not black trauma porn. It's those boys' lives. That shit happened in real life, okay? It was a real case. Those boys went to jail for real for something that they did not do for the majority of their youth, okay? They got out, they exonerated, they got their money back, but their story is still out there. It is their story. It is real life. They consulted with Ava. They were on set. They watched her tell their story. They watched the movie. She said that all of them were moved to tears and told them they good, they, that she did a good job. That's just not black trauma porn, y'all. I, I'm tired of that term. That's not a fucking thing anyway, it's fucking, these are true stories, this is true life yeah, it, black trauma porn is a thing but it's not what y'all be describing, okay, y'all just performative, woke I'm triggered, what are you triggered by, did you spend the rest, did you spend all your life in jail for a rape you did not commit if those five men, slash boys, slash to men, can watch it, you can watch it, it's their story it's the story of the fucking corrupt criminal justice system, it's a story of how people get framed, and, and, and kids, and black people, and black boys get taken advantage of by the system, how that fucking evil ass bitch set them up, knew they didn't do it, and ruined those boys' lives forever, you deserve, they deserve to have that story told, and you can give them respect to watch it, and stop being fucking dramatic, I can't stand you fucking that, whatever that millennial cohort is right under, y'all make everything about y'all, y'all have to be the center of everything, everything has to be about you and your fucking feelings, fuck you, you are triggered by what? You can't watch what? Sit there and watch it, and get them fucking boys, the, res- the men, lives and story, the respect it deserves, because they fucking spent, Corey went through hell for that shit, and he was innocent, he didn't do it, he was said he was a 16 year old kid, he wasn't even gonna get picked up by the police, the police were gonna let him stay, but he felt bad that they took his friend, so he went down with his friend to support his friend and ended up on a goddamn murder conviction he didn't do any of that shit so if they can, they can bear to have it happen to them, you can bear to watch it, y'all sound very disrespectful and very fucking stupid, and I'm tired of you fucking stupid motherfuckers with that fucking bullshit, okay y'all fucking performative, y'all fucking sound a fool, and, and, and watch it, 
okay, because these are the reasons why we tell y'all elections matter, and you can't just vote for Harambe, you can't just be out here sitting and worried about your issues, and it's more important shit than that, it's greater shit than just you and your fucking feelings, there's a common good, and there's a common welfare, and people are out here suffering because people just want to worry about themselves, and they own little fucking fuck-ass feelings, and think that nobody else matters, okay, I'm tired of that shit, I'm tired of y'all with that bullshit, it's their fucking lives, it's their fucking story and it happened in real life and if they can bear to have it told and sit through all that and process through all that and go through all of it again, you can watch it, quit being a fuck dramatic and talking about you can't take it, what you thinking you ain't been in jail for fucking damn 10-15 years for something you ain't do, they took it, you could take it sick of y'all man, y'all just, ugh I hate that shit, when they see us, Netflix, excellent excellent, excellent, excellent um, the actor who all the actors did a great job, but the guy who played Corey Corey's the only one that still lives in New York the rest of them moved to Atlanta and other places Corey's still still right here in Harlem um, and he, he founded an Innocence Project out of the uh, University of Colorado, Colorado School of Law um, you know, they each, I think they got the settlement they said was uh, what'd they say, 14 million maybe? between the five of them, I might be wrong, it might be a little bit higher, but it wasn't enough, in other words, it wasn't enough, um, Linda Fairstein is having to, uh, fucking resign from all these boards and all of this, and, you know, good, fuck that bitch, um, Ava said that she tried to, you know, get her side of the story, but the lady wanted to have, you know, basically she wanted to get on here and insist that they were still guilty, and she wanted to have final editorial control, and Ava was like, nah, fuck that, so we just gonna stick to the facts, um, you lying bitch, and so that's what she did, and, um, you know, it was heavy, and I just, man, that episode four, it just, I mean, it's everybody's, everybody's performance is great, but that episode four, I did not, I didn't know that he went to an adult jail, I didn't know that, I, I didn't, I had no idea, I didn't know he went through all he went through, um, I'm not gonna give none of it away, cause I don't wanna take away from it at all, cause it's an excellent movie, but, man, like you know, I don't, like to me, that's the worst thing, man being in jail for something you did not do, like that's worse than death to me like they took those boys, youth, who knows what they could have been, um, one of them not Corey, but the younger one, he was on track to, to be a baseball player he was, you know, he was good at sports like most, all of them, like they weren't thug kids, like none of them, these big thugs and rambling, you know monsters at the medium, and none of them, one of them was really good at school, they were all good kids, none of them were any kind of the kind of kid that would be involved with something like that, right? Um, so, you know, if you haven't seen it, please watch, it's really excellent, um, and it just really, it just really hit home with me, because again, I, I remember it, I was, I was those kids' ages, I was like, wow, you know, this shit is really crazy, you know, like, like, it's, it's really crazy, they really killed, they really almost killed this lady, and it turns out they didn't, they did not, and I, I remember being shocked when that dude confessed, because I'm telling you, we thought they did it, if anybody says they didn't, you lying, we thought they did it, and not, not again, not because we believed the police, but because it was so common, stuff like that happened all the time, it didn't even sound crazy, they tried to, uh, you know, the white people sensationalized it and all of that, but it, it didn't sound crazy, we read about stuff like that every day, stuff like that happening, so it did not sound crazy, number one, number two, 
the fact that she, and this is not the victim blame, but Central Park was so dangerous, the fact that she was driving, and I mean, people said at the time, why are you jogging in the park at night, that's super dangerous, so the fact that she would get attacked like that in the park was just normal shit, right, it, it, it just, man, if you haven't seen it, watch it, it's really good, um, yeah, um, so that's it, I don't have any Genghis, well, I do, there's, um, Adidas put out its original pack, um, that I'll put up, it's just basically all the originals in white, they got this one pair I'm gonna get though, they got a pair of white on white Stan Smiths, um, like just all white, well now, the upper is white, and the sole is like an off-white, like that, like you know how your rubber gets a little, oh, it's really, it's really dope, I'm probably gonna try to get those, um, so I'll put those up, but other than that, it's not really no new shoes out, and I didn't put none up last week, cause same thing, um, slow summer for kicks, I don't know, but, um, anyway, um, another short episode, well, I mean, it's not super short, but, you know, ain't nothing else to talk about, so, um, <laughs> thanks for listening, thanks for asking, um, the, the again, the email is thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com, the website is thanks for asking.co, which, um, if you just follow me on Twitter, I got the links, um, up there, um, you know, thanks for listening, like me, rate me, give me comments on iTunes, I see y'all, um, every week, every day, actually, my listeners are going up, I see y'all adding me, um, apparently, listening to me makes some of y'all feel smarter, let's everybody calm down, let's, I'm just on here talking, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I read books, and I'm a little bit educated, and you know, I do a lot of my Googles, and I read my newspapers, but everybody just, let's calm down, but I appreciate the love, um, yeah, and, um, you know, thanks for coming out, God bless, good night, see y'all next week.